are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Excellent. Well, and I'm incredibly excited for today's uh, conversation. I am as well. I yeah. mean, we, we've been uh, lucky uh, of late to have some of our uh, early guests back on the show. And uh, this guest is another example of that, and, and one of our favorite shows from the first season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I'll, um, almost kind of like spoiler alert. Um, uh, we'll talk about uh, clawing tools here. Um, and the reason, I, I guess, the bit of a soft spot for me uh, for clawing tools because I actually have always used that brand as a bit of a well, always uh, since I've d- developed the, the niche navigator model and kind of looked at how you know, manufacturers kind of um, uh, go, go to market, to market within yeah. certain niche categories and, and, and uh, extent of, uh, of nicheness, if you will, of, of their markets, et cetera. Um, the, the, the kind of example of a company that um, serves, yes, a, a niche, but a very broad one, and in some ways goes to, to market much more like a brand first marketer, if you will. The one that we kind of put in the window is Klein Tool. Yeah, no, it's uh, kind of the, the success story, you know. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, it's probably because it, you know, had visited there and, and, and met Greg and uh, got to know the business a little bit. And, uh, uh, and he so successfully communicated how kind of passionate people are about that brand and, uh, and, and the work they did to kind of ingrain themselves uh, in the trades. So I'm excited to have him back, and and I'm even more excited that because of the the kind of the the tact that they're taking in their marketing in the last couple of years. So it's amazing to see the shift in in you know the three years time since we originally spoke. So So let's get on with it before we like kind of spoil the whole damn show. (laughs) Tell the entire story before Greg even has an opportunity. (laughs) Yes, Greg, do you agree with this? And we're done. And we're done. Thank you. Goodbye. So joining us today is Greg Pelise. Uh, Greg is the VP of Marketing at, uh, as we mentioned, Klein Tools. Welcome to the show again, Greg. Hey, thanks for uh, having me back. And uh, thanks for all the uh, kind words there in the uh, setup about Klein Tools. Well, look, it's easy to um, have kind words about Klein Tools. I think you guys do a lot of things right. And um, uh, Greg, before we kind of dive in, uh, maybe refresh our listeners, or maybe those that uh, didn't get a chance to listen to your first episode. Tell us a little bit about who you are, and uh, maybe tell folks about client tools that don't know about it. Yeah, for the, for those of you who uh, missed our uh, riveting first episode, um, yeah, client tools. Uh, we are a 165 uh, year old uh, family run manufacturer of hand tools. Uh, hand tools mainly for electricians, HVAC guys, you know, people who make their living uh, in the trades uh, generally are our uh, core customers. And again, uh, we're sort of the uh, de facto standard for electricians um, all across the globe. So again, uh, family run, family managed company. Uh, we're on our sixth generation of leadership here at Klein Tools. And we still make the majority of our tools uh, here in the U.S. Uh, we've got a, a huge manufacturing facility down in Texas, and we've got other uh, plants in Arkansas, uh, New York, uh, Pennsylvania, and we actually do some uh, forging right here in uh, Elk Grove, Illinois. So, uh, still, you know, make the majority of our tools here, and the family is uh, committed to manufacturing here in the U.S. Really cool. 
Really cool. And look, I, I think one of the one of the things that stood out from um, I, I think one of our early conversations, uh, Greg, was you know we were in your office in in Chicago, and you were talking about kind of the brands that you look up to, or uh, and and you kind of uh, looked uh, up the lake, I guess, a little bit, and said like. Uh, you know, brands like Harley Davidson, those really kind of brand centric marketers. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's something that you kind of, um, you know, uh, had in your sights, if you will. Yeah. You know, this is such a an amazing brand. And our customers are, as we mentioned last time, our customers are so passionate and so loyal to this brand. And, you know, as I look for inspiration across the, uh, you know, across the spectrum, yeah, right up the road, Harley Davidson, you know, um, you know, you talk about guys who are Harley guys, they've only bought Harley their whole lives, you know, they wear the Harley jacket, uh, you know, maybe they bought the uh, Ford F-150 Harley version, uh, they're, you know, and, you know, that is sort of, you know, our customer. And, they have this um, deep passion and, and um, you know, I don't want to say reverence, but it's certainly a, a, a loyalty to this brand. And it's it's a very high standard for us. I mean, you know, we um, when we do things right, they they jump in and they, they buy our products and they uh, they give great reviews online and, uh, you know, continue the success of the company. You know, and every now and then we, we make a misstep and we do something that we shouldn't have done. And we hear it, so they hold us to a higher standard, and it's really important for me as the you know as the marketing guy and the brand guy here uh, to make sure I'm living up to their expectations uh, day in and day out. So uh, the fans and the the, the customers uh, keep me uh, keep me on my toes. <laughs> I'm kind of setting you up here a little bit because I think um, well, I think <laughs> but uh, in a good way. Yeah, like well, uh, you know, I, an awful lot of manufacturers would dearly love to have the level of brand equity that Klein Tools has. Very and, few of them actually have customers who get it tattooed on their bodies. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Um, and uh, so, you know, I think that's what makes your, what you've been up to recently so much more interesting because it's not like you're resting on those laurels at all mm -hmm. or just letting the brand power your growth, you know? Um, yeah. And, and what you've chosen to do is... Um, I dare say, feels to me to be a bit more scrappier than sometimes what I might associate with a, a very brand first uh, uh, marketer. So talk to us. What have you been up to lately? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we definitely have, have made some changes and some shifts in, uh, you know, how we go to market. Um, you know, the pandemic was, um, you know, it hit everybody very hard. Um, you know, again, we have very loyal customers and we also have very loyal distributors. And if you go into a, um, you know, a traditional electrical wholesale outlet, you'll see a, uh, you'll see a wall of Klein tools. It could be two feet, four feet, six feet, eight feet, 10 feet wide of Klein tools. Um, but the pandemic, you know, the, um, forced everybody sort of shut their doors. They were shutting their doors to traffic. Nobody knew what was going on. People were hunkered down in their homes and sort of all that, you know, all that wall space and all those displays and all that work at sort of the front of the um, electrical wholesaler was going to waste. And we were like, hey, you know, what's going on here? But the secret during the whole thing was their electricians were still working. Our customers were still out there. Um, they were deemed essential workers. And so many places across the country, they were setting up, you know, mobile hospitals and uh, trying to keep the lights on and trying to help, you know, all, trying to help uh, everybody get through the pandemic. 
And so there was still a sort of a lot of business going out the back door of these electrical wholesalers. They still had to do business. They still had to uh, keep the lights on, as we say. And, you know, we looked at that as an opportunity like, you know, we relied on the sort of the front door of the electrical wholesaler for so long. Maybe we should take a look at that back door uh, and see what's going on there. So we sort of shifted our sales guys to um, spend a lot of time with end users and customers and contractors. So, you know, instead of walking into the front door and talking to the guys at the counter, we're now out talking to the contractors. We're out talking to the electricians and the end users on job sites. And we're saying, hey, you know, we have a lot of solutions we can help you out with. We have a lot of things we can do. We're not just a company that makes pliers or screwdrivers. We've got a lot of solutions for you, uh, Mr. Contractor, and for your team uh, that we can save you money, we can get you new products, and we have a whole host of solutions that you can uh, you can use. And hey, you know what? We already partner with the distributor that you buy your stuff from. We can work with them. We can get you pricing. So we're doing a lot more. We're working with the end users and we're pulling those sales through and we're getting a lot of that traffic that's going out the back door. Um, and we're just going to keep, you know, keep doing that um, and not really relying as much as we maybe used to on that front door. I have to think too. I mean, you know, sales guys like that consistent, you know, they, they like it when they walk in with the box of donuts and everybody knows who they are. And they see their display up on the wall and they feel their brand and they know that those, you know, the, the team at the distributor is is all in on Klein Tools. Going out to the job site is a bit of a different deal. I mean, you know, they don't necessarily know who this person is and they're probably, you know, concerned that someone's walking on their job site that they haven't met. So how have, how have your sales team dealt with that shift and, you know, are... are are you finding they're embracing it immediately or is it taking them some time to warm up? Yeah, you know, I think it definitely took them some time to warm up. Again, we are, um, we benefit greatly from a really seasoned sales force. We've got guys who've been doing this 15, 20 years. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, they they own that distributor relationship. They walk in and, hey, Joe's here. How you doing? Oh, you brought donuts. Thing. How are the kids? What's going on? How's the sports teams? You know, and um, so it was a little bit of a different uh, model for them. And it was a shift. But at the same time, we recognized that it was a shift. So we started adding some new things. And, you know, we started hiring, um, you know, some younger kids and some younger people who, you know, go getters who were, you know, hey, this is great. I get to get my work boots, get my hard hat, get my pickup truck. And I'm out on the job site talking to dudes on job sites. And um, so we, you know, we've added some new staff who are hungry um, and that they can also learn from, you know, some of the seasoned guys, but some of the, you know, veterans around here, um, they've really have seen it pay off. We've had some great testimonials and we've seen some things and, you know, they work in conjunction. A lot of these electrical wholesalers already have their sales force or their sales team. So, you know, we've been able to sort of lean on some relationships and say, hey, can you get us on this job set over here? I, you know, these guys are building factories. You know, I know you guys are, um, you know, everywhere it seems like you uh, you go these days. Uh, there's a new data center going up or a new uh, Amazon warehouse or something along those lines. And um, these things are huge and they're going up everywhere. So lots of work being done, lots of job sites. And, you know, it's a huge potential for us. So um, our guys are making it work and they see the potential in driving sales and, and um, driving dollars. And ultimately, if you're a sales guy, that's what you're uh, that's what you're judged on. So uh, they like the uh, like the benefit of uh, increased sales.
And, and you, know, you just said something earlier there that got me thinking. I mean, so often when 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 a a brand makes a shift or to 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 develop relationships with an end user customer in a more direct way, you know, that can sometimes make the distribution channel a little jittery. Um, uh, but uh, you know, you just said about the sales guys would be out there, kind of if you will, uh, selling, selling along with the distributor sales team. I'm kind of curious about that. Did it, has it actually helped to deepen the relationship with the distributor partners in some instances? Yeah, it really has. I mean, again, we're, you know, we're spending a lot of time, you know, those guys can't be everywhere and we're out there sort of um, offering up solutions. You know, sometimes the distributor sales guy would go out and say, they go on, you know, they talk to customers and the guy would say, yeah, give me five of this, six of that, three of this. Um, but now we're there. And in addition to the guy saying, hey, I want five of this, six, of this, three of this. He's also saying, hey, Klein just showed me a whole new uh, PPE portfolio. Hey, can, can you also throw on some hard hats, throw on some knee pads, throw on some safety glasses, you know, maybe on some respirators, whatever it might be. So, you know, we're helping those guys add on to their sales. So, you know, we're being an extension of that distributor and we're driving traffic to that distributor and driving sales. And ultimately, you know, again, we're 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 providing value to the contractor and providing them solutions for their workforce. But, you know, we also know from having doing this 165 years that a lot of the trade guys and a lot of the, a lot of the guys on the job site, they buy their own tools, right? So these guys buy their own tools, they have their own stuff and we're providing them some opportunities to save. We've got these, these, um, what we call them our preferred professional discount cards. And what we do is, you know, we provide the contractor, we say, hey, give all these, one of these cards to every one of your guys on your job site. So when they need their own pair of pliers or they need their own screwdriver, they can go to Joe's distributor and Joe knows, hey, if a guy comes in and flashes a card, give him this special price. So we're driving business back to that guy we're making contacts and we're, we're owning that end user a little bit more. Um, so the distributors like it again, we're driving people there. We're, um, you know, again, in this day and age, you know, everybody sort of defaults to, Oh, I'll just go buy it on uh, e-commerce. I'll go buy it on uh, Amazon, whatever. Um, and these traditional wholesalers and electoral distributors, um, we're driving traffic and driving business to them. So it is deepening the relationship ultimately with some of our most valuable customers. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample abm nice nice and you you hinted uh, you mentioned mm. this Klein preferred partner program and you know the thing i like about something like that is it gives you if, if you're the sales guy it gives you something to talk about yeah like it's one thing to say go on to a job site and have a conversation but about, it's like you know, yeah. what, why the hell are you here and <laughs> what do you want and, and I, i've got flyers yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know there's a, a little bit more to it right yeah. Uh, you know, I guess what what else uh, can you give us any, any more texture as to you know are there uh, other demos that are happening or yeah 
so yeah, so it's you know again, I mean, I mentioned the the, the preferred you know card. Um, a lot of it, you know, these guys ultimately they you know everybody's about saving money, right? So you know we have ways we can help save these guys money. We have ways that we can help deliver them some savings um, to their you know to their bottom line to their 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 workers, whatever it is. So you know saving money is a big part of this program. Let's let's just be honest. There, everyone everyone likes that. But at the same time, we go on. We can we can help them. We can do some we can do some demonstrations about PPE. We can do some demonstrations about care and use of hand tools. We can do some demonstrations on how to use some things. You know. Again, there's always a, you know, you talk to a lot of electricians and you talk to a lot of folks, um, you know, you see these uh, fancy multimeters or clamp meters and, you know, most guys use like three settings, right? I use this, I use this, I use this. We can go out and we say, hey, did you know that this meter can also do this, 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 and this? And so, you know, we're providing their workers some training. We're providing them, you know, how to use some tools, some features and functions, things that can benefit them. Again, if we have some new technology and some new benefits, uh, we just did recently a training for um, a big contractor. We introduced a, uh, a new conduit bender uh, last year, and conduit benders have been around forever. You're just bending pipe. But, um, you know, for the young guys who are doing it, they always sort of mess up, but they have to do a 45 or a 90 or whatever it might be. Um, so we put some preset angle setters on there, uh, technology, so a guy can just do repeated bends, and he's not going to mess up a 45 or a 90 or whatever it might be. And people were like, well, this is new technology. How do I do it? So we did a whole training for these guys on, hey, this is how you use the angle center technology. And this is how it's going to save you money in the end because you're not going to have a guy screwing up uh, his bend. So <clears throat> we're providing training. We're providing demos. We're providing safety things. Um, and then, you know, and we're also, again, these guys also like where we can go out. We can do, you know, we can give out swag, T-shirts, hats, buttons, pins, whatever those things are. Um, guys love that stuff as well. So providing them access to new tools, providing them demos, providing them training, saving them money. <clears throat> and uh, all these things are um, really sort of the uh, the scope of the program there that we're able to provide these uh, contractors and end users. Have you found, it, one of the things I really like about what you were just saying is that not only, you know, were you able to get in there and, and, train the contractors on the, on the new settings and, and the new, and let them know about the new offerings. But I'm wondering how much of that deeper connection with the end customer has allowed you to see what some of the things are that those contractors want, and then bring that back to your engineers and say, Hey guys, like, you know, they're asking for a way to make it easier to not screw up a 45 or a 90 degree bend. You know, what can you do? So it, it, I, I think it's interesting that it's gone both ways and you don't necessarily hear that often. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, you spend more time on a job site and you see things that are, you see you see problems that are showing up. Um, again, and it has definitely influenced our product development um, organization. So, you know, you go on a job site and you see guys, you know, there's usually one outlet there and they're all fighting for power to recharge their batteries or charge their phone. Um, so now we've got a whole team of guys working on power solutions for job sites. Uh, we've launched, you know, sort of the uh, all-in-one battery solution. So if you need to bring a heavy-duty battery out and, and run some uh, lights or a corded power tool, if you're still running corded power tools, maybe it's a hammer drill or something like that, um, we've got a battery that can that can run that. Um, if you just need something to charge in your, you know, your impact drill batteries or your phone or whatever, uh, we've got, you know, 
solutions for, hey, you know, put this in the gang box and this will uh, uh, this will help manage the cords and, and everybody's not fighting over, uh, you know, one tiny little uh, extension cord there. So you see a lot of these things on the job site. You, you walk out and you go, man, these guys are all fighting over power. Maybe we should look at this power space and figure out an opportunity. And, um, you know, it's yielded results for us and yielded a whole new stream of products that are job site solution oriented. Kind of uh, curious. I'm assuming that, you know, as you're encountering these job sites, uh, you know, the average age of the person on those sites uh, is, uh, well, uh, you know, comparatively, maybe to the three of us, a little younger sometimes or you know, there's that kind of uh, generational shift that's happening, and I'm sure it's happening on the job sites as well as uh, as it is everywhere else. Um, and so I'm kind of curious, have you noticed any differences in their propensity to kind of embrace the brand? You know, a brand with all the nostalgia and kind of that's been established for so long, like Klein Tools, are they as... Um, I guess came to jump on the bandwagon or do you know, is there any differences there? So I would say we have the benefit of, uh, you know, all the old guys on the job site, the sort of king of the job site or masters of the uh, of the job site um, who do our work for us. And those guys, um, you know, guys show up on the job site and they show up with, you know, if they bought an inferior tool or they bought something that uh, was uh, was discounted, um, you know, guys will be like, you know, what is that? You know, what are you doing with that thing? And we hear, you know, again, I, I don't want to, uh, throw anybody under the bus or whatever, but, you know, we hear all kinds of stories about young guys who show up on the job site with, you know, not the right tools and the old guys, you know, whether sometimes they'll weld them to a beam 40 stories, up, 40 stories up and say, you know, you're not going to use those tools and, you know, or maybe uh, they find them in the, uh, uh, at the bottom of the porta potty or something like that. Um, and then they say, you know, listen, Go get some Klein tools, and when you're ready, you know when you're when you've got the right tools for the job, then you're ready to work, and you're ready to you know you're ready to go to work today. So, we've got the benefit of uh, some evangelists on the job site helping us out, uh, steering the young guys towards uh, not making bad choices and uh, steering them in the right direction. So, um, you know it is a very crowded market, and and again, as we all know, you know brand loyalty over the years, you've read all the stats and articles, and uh, you know there's 101 articles, you know. Uh, on BuzzFeed and everything else, you know, 10 brands that, you know, Gen Z has destroyed or, you know, millennials aren't shopping these brands anymore. So it's tough, but um, we've got some guys out there who've been doing it for a while and they're helping us uh, set the younger generation straight. <laughs> There's not many industries where you can actually weld somebody's tools to a beam <laughs> in order to influence them to buy the better stuff. It's a different way of influencing a buying decision. Yeah, yeah. When you when you study the uh, the four P's of marketing, I'm not sure where welding somebody's uh, tools to a beam uh, falls in that in the uh, traditional uh, marketing models. So yeah. yeah, here's some flux. Go take care yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's like I said, we're, we've got great we've got great loyal customers, and um, again, the guys who are coming in the trades today, um, you know, they're 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 embracing the brand, um, and they embrace. You know, it's it's something guys will just say, listen, you know, you you know, you only have to buy this, and you'll use it for the next twenty years of your career. So buy this now, and um, you'll be set for you know, you'll you'll thank me later. So um, everybody seems to be jumping on board, and and company continues to grow and and expand our brand, and um, people seem to still like us. So 
kind of a weird question, maybe, but I just like to, I was kind of wondering, did you, did you, you know, so you get out there, you're learning more, you're seeing more. Do you find anything new to worry about? Like, are there any, is there any, any changes afoot that you just kind of, you know, you're not sure how to deal with or not sure how it'll impact the brand over time? Or Yeah, I mean, there's, there's always things you see and you, you worry about. Um, you know, we, as I mentioned in the upfront, you know, we are a, um, inherently, we are a uh, hand tool company. Um, you know, and power is power tools and power, you know, power is a huge thing on the job site and everything's sort of going, um, there's a lot of things that way. And you, and you look at it and you say, you know, where do we play in this big power tool landscape? And there are some very big power tool companies out there that have done a great job of automating some things that, um, some tasks that used to be, uh, you know, sort of manual related. So you look at some of those things, you worry about that, but, um, again, you, you do as much as you can to prepare for that. And, you know, you look at, you look at other things, um, you know, every now and then I see an article about, you know, you know, prefab this or robots building houses or 3d printed that. And, you know, is technology going to upset what we're doing? Um, you know, you hear about, again, we we're really based on uh, selling tools to electricians and people like that. And then you see, you know, articles online about, you know, town in Sweden all has wireless uh, electricity now. Everything, there's no wires. And we're like, oh, geez, we're, <laughs> our whole business is based on cutting, splicing and uh, stripping wire. So, uh, you know, is that going to be? So y- you worry about technology, you worry about, you know, is something going to come in and sort of upset the whole um, upset the whole apple cart? Uh, but you, you know, you, we just keep doing the best job we can, providing solutions for our customers, solving their problems, and we figure we'll be okay. Um, but again, you know, nobody saw. You know, did you see the iPod coming? And uh, you know th- that the way that that changed everything. And um, you know, I don't know whether you know did Kodak and Polaroid see digital? I, you know. Who knows what's going to happen down the road, but uh, we figure as long as we're solving solutions for our customers uh, and providing them, you know, benefits on the job site, uh, we figure we'll be okay for uh, for maybe another hundred years or so. Bit of the apple of uh, of electrical tools, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, there, you know, maybe we'll stumble upon something in product development, and maybe you know, maybe we got something for the other guys. So you know, these guys are working on some great stuff here and providing new solutions. And um, you see some things in uh, sort of that, you know, that beginning stage and some of that skunk work stuff, and you're like, well, that's pretty interesting. So um, you know, I think we've got a few things uh, in the uh, in the pipeline that um, uh, we're really, you know really get people excited as they uh, as they uh, evolve. So uh, we're doing everything we can to stay ahead of the curve. I think that's really cool. I mean, for those that haven't listened to the first episode that we recorded with you uh, a few years back, you know, what you were speaking about then was this idea of National Signing Day of really holding up people going into the trades as, you know, important and relevant careers and something to be celebrated as they move on from high school into their post-secondary training. And I know you're still doing some of that today. You know, since that time, you, you know, you, you've pivoted and, and changed your sales model and, you know, you continue to kind of lead in that way, I guess, you know, what's next? Like, where, where, are, you, where are you taking this from here and uh, what are you excited about? Yeah, I mean, we're still we're still doing National Signing Day. We're, that's still a big part of, you know, again, we're all about the trades. We're all about the guys working in the trades. So um, the skills gap is a is still a really relevant thing for us. 
you know, we're doing everything we can to sort of highlight and address this and see if we can get people to consider the trade. So we will still be doing uh, National Signing Day and uh, continuing to do that. Uh, we'll still talk to uh, our end users and, and our um, uh, the customers on the job sites, and that'll be a big part of what we do. Um, but really, you know, we just keep always coming back to, you know, our fanatical, um, loyal customers and figuring out better ways to um, activate that group. You know, these guys go out and they, they again, they, they evangelize for us on the job sites. Uh, they spread word of mouth about new tools. And so, you know, we always just sort of come back to the, the customer and look at those guys and say, how can we do more to keep these guys engaged, keep these guys passionate, keep these guys loyal? And, you know, and it could just be, it could be as something as simple as, you know, we're doing a whole program this year for hard, uh, hard hat stickers and toolbox stickers and things like that. These guys love that stuff on the job site. And we found over the last couple of years, we got so many requests for this stuff. So now we've got a whole program in place to get those guys, uh, you know, doing simple things like that. So it, it really, um, you know, besides the, the strategies of, you know, going after the end users and contractors and talking about sort of, you know, thought leadership on skills gap, ultimately a lot of the tactics and strategy are how do we activate this incredible uh, base of customers that we have to stay loyal to us and to help spread uh, spread the news and spread word of mouth about new, new products and um, why we're the brand of choice. Greg, I've really enjoyed having you on the show again. Thank you so much for uh, coming back on and sharing your uh, expertise with us. I think it's been fantastic. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, it's been great. Uh, again, I listen to a lot of your uh, a lot of your stuff. You got a lot of great uh, guests on here, and um, I certainly have uh, you know taken a lot of notes driving to and from work uh, from people here. So uh, I'm cribbing some of the great ideas from some of your uh, some of your guests and seeing what I can do, uh, how I can implement it into into my marketing. So uh, thanks to you guys and thanks to all your guests for uh, helping me out. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.